The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, March 18th. We are just hours away from the start of the NCAA tournament, which is very exciting. A lot of games on CBS. Make sure and fill out your bracket. Do that on CBSSports.com. Joining me, though, to break down some football talk, to discuss free agency, and the latest happenings around the league Ryan Wilson and John Breach. Yeah, we spent the last 30 minutes talking about who the best tenor player, tennis player was among us. And even though Brinson apparently plays every day, he came in last, which tells you a lot, frankly. It, that, you were All you were doing was trolling me. I won't fall for it, Ryan. Brinson, I think you should take that money that you were spending on your tennis classes and put it towards Top Shot because at this point, that's a better investment, <laughs> even though that's not a good investment either. I don't, I don't take tennis classes. I just play tennis. <laughs> Oh, he's so angry. I'm undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a day. What a day. Uh, I'll set the over under for games for John Breach that he wins against me in a best of three set match at uh, four and a half. And uh, I would highly suggest we have a poll up there to see who people think would win. Very much suggest that if you get the opportunity to wager on me at minus 150 against breach in the tennis match that you put your life savings on me. I won't disappoint you. I promise you it'll be over uh, before the first set. Like it'll be over by the time we get finished warming up. I think everybody that would be there potentially watching it or potentially watching it if you prefer breach will be like, Oh God, I've made a huge mistake by backing breach as breach is like, like balls are like careening over the fence. He's like stumbling over his feet. He doesn't know how to swing a racket. You don't own a racket. This, anyway, this, well, let's talk some football. This is ridiculous. Um, that's the sound of fear that you hear there. I want to give you guys credit. You, 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 you kept it up, Ryan. You trolled me just enough that I got angry. I can't believe it happened. I thought I, I you said Debo beat me with a racquetball racket. Uh, good job. You got me all worked up, all lathered up ahead of lathered a podcast. Up, a, just a, a in time podcast. to start the podcast so yep. Brinson can rant. The whole time. This is going to be exciting. I'm already excited. This is exciting. On this episode, a daily recap of free agency happenings. Are Debo, are we done for the week? This should be it. Okay. 
barring any big news that happens on Friday, which is very possible it does, uh, this is likely the last podcast of the week. Uh, of course, you can check out previous reaction pods from around free agency and uh, various things that happen around the league, any news, et cetera, on the podcast, in the feed. And then coming up on Monday, and we will have emergency podcasts if, if, if Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson gets traded, obviously an immediate emergency podcast. And we will have a mock draft, another mock draft from Ryan Wilson on Monday. In the meantime, you're going to get to enjoy some college basketball and uh, you should compete with us. I'll be in the league. Bracket challenge. Wilson will be there. Breach will be there. We want you in there as well. Join us at cbsports.com slash pick six brackets. And the winner gets a hundred dollar gift card for Paramount Plus. But who enters just one pool? You can also create a group to compete against friends and fill out your bracket for the chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a trip to the 2022 Final Four. You can play on the CBS Sports app or at cbssports.com slash pick six brackets. Do you guys know who your uh, title team is going to be? No. UNC, UNC against uh, Abilene Christian is what I got. Ooh, I like Abilene Christian. There you go. Stealing yeah. my dark horse, Wilson. You've been looking at my bracket? You've been peeking at my I, bracket? I can't name 10 teams in the tournament. That actually yeah. works out, though, because they're on opposite sides of the bracket, and I think Ryan just just threw that out there. Yeah. There you go, baby. I can't believe you knew that Abilene Christian was in. I have I Ohio watch, State. You watch so much CBS Sports HQ that it's... I haven't watched any college basketball this year, and in fact, I was doing radio today and um, with our buddy Wes McElroy in Richmond. He asked me for a tournament favorite, and I said, uh, I think Texas Abilene... Uh, Christian Tech. I couldn't remember the name of the team. He's oh my god. So, <laughs> I have I Ohio it. State versus Baylor in my final. So no one pick that, please. <laughs> um, you have Ohio State versus Baylor. Yes, that's pretty spicy. I think I'm going to go with Illinois versus Alabama. Ooh. And Illinois wins eighty five seventy five. Will be my final. Oh, that first. makes me sad. Um, I actually placed a bet on Alabama to win it all. I think I'm going to do the same thing. They're like 18, 16 to one. Whoa. Do you watch college basketball breach? Uh, I have for the past month. Oh, okay. Breach. About as much, about as often as he, as he plays tennis, Wilson. Breach, what was your final? <laughs> Ohio State versus Baylor. They're both in the same region. Ooh. Well, they're, they're in my final four. Our, our, our link doesn't work. I don't know how to find my, <laughs> box, so I'm looking way, for it. Way to prop up the organization. <laughs> Let's see. We know you. You had one of those teams, I'm sure. Yeah, should have stuck with UNC and Abilene Christian. You'd have been okay. I should have said UNC and Abilene Christian. Wait, did Breach screw up? And they're both on the same side? Is that what? They're in the same region. They're both in the oh, south. No! Oh no! This is exactly what would happen if you played tennis. You wouldn't even be. Able, you wouldn't even, you'd get lost on the way to the courts. You'd be like, you'd be grabbing the ball with your hand and then like trying to reserve it in the middle of a point and claiming, um, oh. Brinson and Debo from Jesse Clark on the YouTube chat. Just got a notification about a top shot pack drop in 15 minutes if you're interested. We are interested. Um, I will probably find out what number I am live on this podcast. The, um, the, uh, thing, the mark, the thing is at five. So you got to join before five. So, and should open, might be open now. Debo, what do you think? Not quite. I have Ohio State Gonzaga. Oh my goodness. I got the one seed wrong. Ohio State Gonzaga is my final. There we go. Um, now, now my bracket. There you go. Gonzaga, Gonzaga. That's nice. That's a real sleeper pick there. Just kidding. They're the they're the clear cut favorite. Uh. Anyway. God, this thing is neck and neck. Fifty fifty. 
Brenton versus <laughs> it's, out, it's outrageous. I mean, this is troll voting. I mean, that's all it is. Let's let's be real here. Uh, Blank, by the way, has weighed in via Twitter, and he thinks that you should smoke breach. I, I would I would crush breach. All right, let's let's talk some football. This is what okay. I'm sorry about. I don't feel like getting a bunch of no one cares about your tennis game tweets. We they can save this argument for, for June when we don't have anything to talk about. Um, we mentioned yesterday Andy Dalton to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Dalton said that uh, he told, said on uh, on Thursday that he, the Bears told him he's coming in as the starter. He's expected to be the starter. The old Bears starter, he gone. Mitch Trubisky headed to Buffalo to not be the starter, obviously. He is uh, a one-year, $2.5 million deal for Mitchell Trubisky in Buffalo. And i got to be honest, I mean, I know we like to crap on Trubisky. That's a really good backup signing for Buffalo. Yeah, it's like when the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson and they had the backups be a lot like Lamar Jackson with RG3 and uh, Debo's boy. What's that guy's name with the stupid TikTok song, Debo? God, what's his name? What's the Penn State quarterback? Oh, Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. I can't believe I can remember that song. (laughs) But, yeah, have athletic quarterbacks that do what you can run the offense. You don't have to bring in a a plotting Joe Flacco to try to do what you want to do. I mean, he is basically a a Josh Allen clone. Um, And maybe they can fix his accuracy, too. Maybe that's something he takes sort of the Jameis Winston path to New Orleans um, gets himself right, quote unquote, with Brian Dayball's system, and then is able to make some money next year in free agency, even though he probably won't play uh, more than a handful of snaps in 2021 if everything goes according to plan. But you know, if he's a better football player and doesn't have the pressure of having to to carry the Bears on his shoulders, maybe that's a a good step for him. I will say that I love this for the Bills because, like you just said, he's a Josh Allen clone. If Josh Allen gets injured, uh, you throw in Mitchell Trubisky. But at a one year, two and a half million dollar deal, what does that tell me? It tells me that like, I don't love this deal for Trubisky because it kind of says that no other team viewed him as a starter. Uh, you know, cause there are a lot of teams out there that need a quarterback. You know, the Patriots are saying, uh, we definitely think Cam Newton's better than Mitchell Trubisky. Washington, before they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're saying, Hey, we don't want Mitchell Trubisky. We want Ryan Fitzpatrick. There are teams that needed quarterbacks who all looked at Mitchell Trubisky and said, my God, this guy's terrible. Um, so when you sign a contract like that, it just says that the other teams don't view you as a starter. I mean, well, I don't, I'm a little confused there, Breach. Do you, did, he's not a, what I, like, what, well, what, I think that Trubisky, like, the NFL doesn't think Mr. Trubisky is that great. No kidding. Mitchell Trubisky obviously thinks he's an NFL capable starter. And so this is kind of a reality check for him is what I'm saying here is that you're like, um, all right. I, well, I say I disagree a little bit. You know, we talked about this with the quarterback market. Like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are causing like teams. The Patriots don't want to get another quarterback while they're trying to figure out what the deal is with Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russ, you know, Deshaun. So I think all of those factors are, are in play here. And so if you're Trubisky, you do want to go somewhere where you can, you know, you're not going to get a ton of reps, but it's a good you know, it's a spot with a potential winner. Um, you know, we've seen Matt Barkley a bunch, it feels like in recent years, uh, playing, you know, at least taking snaps with the Bills, not like, you know, whether it's they're blowing somebody out or, uh, you know, whatever reason with Josh Allen. But I guess, I guess my point is that I think this is a good single year. Let's reboot it and see what the market looks like. There are lots of guys who are going to retire between Big Ben and, um, yeah, yeah but to, Bre- to Breach's point, don't forget last year this time, Marcus Mariota signed, signed a two-year $17 million deal. I mean, Marcus Mariota, is he that much better than Mr. Bisky? 
Like I like Marcus. I mean, but the, the cap's way down. I mean, that's just that's just. Yeah, but one two one for two five is 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 low for yeah. a, a former NFL star. Yeah, I'm saying this is a bad contract for Trubisky. It's a great move for the Bills. Bad for Trubisky. That's it. Oh yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, it's it sucks for Trubisky. It's, I mean, I you know you're you're not a starter. Like you're you're a backup on a on a tiny deal. Uh, also a backup that's signed in a new spot. My good buddy, Mike Glennon to the New York Giants as, uh, as, as scooped by Brandon Bishop, my, my, uh, former, former Vikings, uh, defensive back and a pal, a pal of mine. NC State, uh, safety is awesome. Yeah, he did scoop you. I was sort of disappointed you didn't pull the trigger on that one. I yeah, definitely I was, thought you were going to break this one, Brinson. I was following I, your Twitter account all week waiting for the Mike Glennon news to drop. I, I, uh, I Bishop, yeah, well, just tip your cap, tip your cap to a newsbreaker. What can you say? Um, I, I'm not really going to get into it. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to peel this onion for you. Brenton taking a lot of L's today between the tennis and the not breaking the news. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me one bit. The, uh, I know I'm pumped for Mike. I think that's a good landing spot. I mean, Daniel Jones have been banged up plenty. Um, you know, they could go out and get, uh, Kenny Galladay as well. They've been rumored as a possible landing spot for him. Galladay's still out there shopping around. And, uh, you know, so I think, that's New York. Good spot for Mike. I think the Giants probably prefer that they don't have to see him on the field. And that means they get a full season of Daniel Jones and they can evaluate him. Uh, is that all the quarterbacks that signed on Thursday? I think, right? Yeah. yeah. There was an announcement though of a, of a quarterback trade that finally went through weird little delay in the Stafford golf thing. Did we ever find out what the deal was breach? We did. And actually blew my mind to find out what, held this thing up apparently jared goff had a two and a half million dollar bonus due on the second day of the league year and as part of the trade the lions were like yo you're paying that los angeles so they had to keep Goff Uh... on their roster until the second day they cut him the check for two and a half million then you finalize the trade and so uh after that happened so literally the the lions got a free two and a half million dollars out of this because that's two and a half million less they have to pay golf um, as if, if the trade had gone down Wednesday, uh, then the Lions would have been on the hook for that money. So that is why they waited uh, the full 24 hours before announcing that thing on Thursday. That is fascinating. Good, good, uh, good reporting there, Breach. Got anything to add, Wilson? The Texans cut punter Brian Anger. I wanted to get Breach's thoughts on that. Um, well, Brian Anger, by the, I think it's just Brian Anger. The but fun, Brian Anger. Brinson, in fact, I know what Brinson's going to say. Say it, Brinson. <laughs> Drafted, was it one pick? Ahead of who? Uh, guy you know, Wilson, come on. Oh, I Russ, know this. Yeah, Russ, Russ got the same name as you. The Jaguars took Brian Anger in the third round who of the is, 2012 NFL draft, one pick before who is, Russell who is, Wilson. That's Ang- the Jaguars in a nutshell. You drafted an effing punter in the third round of the NFL draft. It didn't work out. Is, Instead uh, of taking uh, just a... to be clear, they took they took anger. Uh, I think it was like five picks, but yeah. they were the only. T- it was the fact that a punter got taken before. And now Wilson. they had. I mean, like when you say this out loud, it doesn't really pass the smell test. But they had just taken Blaine Gabbert in the first round this year before, so I think they, you know, they thought Gabbert was going to work out. So you know, they weren't. Who like... is who is Angerer? Wasn't that a player too? A special teams player? No. Did I make that up? Okay. All right, yeah. So that that was the special teams news that came across the wire today. But there were some Ryan some Pat Angerer is who you're thinking of. Thank you, I knew it. But uh, I, I'm going to throw out a name that I was uh, that I like a, a a lot in terms of of moving and shaking, 
And um, you mentioned Mike Lennon going to the to the Gents. They also signed uh, Kyle Rudolph. They did. That's right. I like that. I think I think Evan Ingram still has one more year left in his deal. If he doesn't, he's not coming back. But I, I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he must because there's been a talk about him. He hasn't. He's been underwhelming. I'll put it to you that way. He should be much better consistently than he has been. I like the idea of Kyle Rudolph there. Um, he's a better blocker, but he can also add something in, in, in the past game and perhaps be the security blanket for Daniel Jones that Evan Ingram wasn't capable of being down in and down out. Well, and, uh, Rudolph is, you know, Evan, Evan Ingram has that huge upside, you know, where he's drafted, how he's played, what we've seen from him in his spike games. Rudolph is really a, has a nice floor. Uh, probably, you know, obviously a better blocker at this point, I think, and probably a better red zone threat too. Somebody that's going to be a little more dependable for them. And when you have the offensive line issues that they've had, I think I like that Rudolph signing. I think that's a good. So move. yeah, Ingram has one more year. So you get, you have Ingram and Rudolph on the same field. So, I mean, it's John New Smith, Hunter Henry, one B. I feel like, I feel like they're probably, yeah, let's settle down there. I don't know. High end Evan Ingram is no, special. that's, 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 I'm going to have to tell you that I that's a, ter- one, I said that's, that's a, that's a terrible comp. It's like, not if, a comp. I mean, in terms of having two tight ends that can contribute and, and. I mean, this just to put them just, it's just not, no. It's, just, it's a bad, it's a bad line by you. It's eh. not accurate. John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. I didn't make a line. If they're one, then Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph are like seven. No. Who's two? Like who's between them? Give me one, two duo between them. I mean, exactly. how about Gronk and Cameron Brait and OJ Simpson? I mean, OJ Howard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This is, this oh is the guy that's, this that's is gotta the, be cut. <laughs> <laughs> OJ Howard was hurt last year. It's, we'll see. We'll see. OJ Simpson. Yeah. I, it just happened. I don't know. You're, you're oh, rattled Lord. in the tennis conversation. So that was one. I, <laughs> I like the signing. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you like that signing better or do you like the charter signing Jerry Cook to win your deal to keep with the tight end thing? Um, I love that. I like the Jared Cook signing better, probably. The Jared Cook signing is a really nice, cheap uh, option for yep. you know for for what he is. He's been very productive in his last several stops. He's like sort of gotten better with age. Um, it was he you is know, thirty four. Was, was really good in Oakland when he played for the Raiders when they were in Oakland, <laughs> and then was good for the Saints. Was, you know, not a, not like an ex, no, not like a top five tight end in the league or anything, but a guy who's like flirting with that range. And so, yeah, I think that's a good fit. They really needed to replace Hunter Henry. I don't think you could, I don't think you want to, you know, franchise tag Henry again, but, um, I think it's a drop off. But if he's healthy at that price at like 2.5 million or whatever it was, was it 2.5 or 4.5? I'm not sure. I didn't see that. It's worth up to 6 million. I don't know what the exact like base Uh, salary is. Well, uh, if, if, if it's, if it's a one year cheap deal versus having to franchise tag or pay Hunter Henry a ton of money, then I think you can safely say that it's it has a chance to be a better deal. Unless Hunter Henry, now that he's out of the Chargers organization, magically is healthy all of a sudden. That well, and be- that's the thing is you're paying – Hunter Henry just got a contract that's worth like $12 million per year. I think three years, $37.5 million. Uh, if, they, if the Chargers were to tag him, he's still getting like $10.5, $11 million. And so now you basically save – at least six million dollars here, and you're not taking a six million dollar drop as far as talent goes. And so I totally agree with you guys. I actually love this move. Uh, you know, you're not committed to him long term. And if Jared Cook puts up huge numbers, then maybe you give him a two year deal next year and let him finish out his career with the Chargers. But uh, I mean, he could put up some big numbers with Justin Herbert. Yeah. Um, I, I look, we ripped the Chargers for the offensive line concerns. 
um, previously, but as we mentioned, they got Corey Lindsley. They got Jared Cook. And they still Matt have Brian Byler. Balaga. What's that? Matt Byler, they, they signed from the Patriots, who is a, I mean, the Steelers, excuse me, who's a solid guy who can start right away along the offensive line. So yeah, I mean, I just, I think I feel a lot better about the Chargers and Justin Herbert than I did, you know, coming into free agency. And I don't, understand. Don't steal my thunder. They're my playoff team. I told you I'm picking Chargers Rams in the Super Bowl, bro. Oh, LA in LA. I've started, I've started saying bruh a bunch because my son says it. Robbie says it. he's like, hey, bruh. Well, you like, also used to, used to run a website called Brossom, so that makes sense. It's true. Very true. Brosif. I call my brother Joseph Brosif. My brother calls me Bro Flacco. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I call Joe Burrow Bro Burrow. <laughs> Whenever we talk. It's not often, but you know. All right. So we spent a decent amount, decent portion of the season in the second half of the season on this podcast with Wilson and Breach yelling, the Packers should have traded 10 first round picks for Will Fuller. What have you done? You oh, ruined, right. you ruined Aaron Rodgers career by not trading your entire organization for Will Fuller. Um, it's a did bit of the top. Did they win the Super Bowl? They did not. <laughs> Would they have won it with Will Fuller? They would sus- not have. He, he was, was suspended. suspended. <laughs> yeah, and then that's <laughs> You didn't uh, let me finish. Of course I know he was suspended. That's where you say win it for Will Fuller. Everybody in the locker room rallies around Will Fuller and wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Boom. It's like that's, Rudy. That's a layup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, gets, the guy gets traded in week 11, and they t- turns into Rudy. That's So you trade three first-round picks for Rudy. That's what you're saying. That's what you want to do. Three first-round picks. No one's doing that. Anyway, we're, what happened anyway, to Will Fuller? Will Fuller has signed a one-year deal <laughs> with the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I like that fit, although obviously he won't be there week one because he's still suspended. That's true. It's a good fit. Yeah, no, I love it. We were talking about it before the podcast. Uh, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, your guy. Um, they have uh, what's the the, the 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 slot receiver who's quick in return kicks? He's good. You mentioned Mike Gusecki. I can't remember his name. Let me look at it real quick. Jakeem Grant, that's his name, I think, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's a, a fun little player. So yeah, the more weapons you can get for Tua, the better. Because as we sit here, Tua is still going to be the quarterback. They're not going to draft when they say at three. But I do wonder if they're at all in the mix for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has some other things going on off the field that may or may not play a role in in his future. So in terms of landing spots, but I like the move. For, I, I love Will Fuller. And, yeah, and and if you look at what the Dolphins' biggest needs were this offseason, whether that's a free agency of the draft, it top of the list was wide receiver. This is something they had to do, go out and get someone. And, uh, you know, for instance, you said it, me and Wilson love us and Will Fuller, and so now we're Dolphins fans. Is that right, Ryan? Yeah, 100%. Checks out. 100%. Um, but, and as I mean, for the Packers, who who you made fun of us for and sending Will Ford to the Green Bay, and then he didn't go, and then you know what Green Bay's done free agency, nothing. They don't ever do anything. Well, I, think, oh, I guess they did Zedarius and Preston Smith that time. They refound. They no, no. Oh yeah, right. But they did resign Aaron Jones. This podcast feels like it lacks energy. Uh, all right, let's go. <laughs> Too much energy. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, no, the, the, the Will Fuller thing I think is kind of interesting too. You mentioned the Sean Watson. Like, I Watson does have a no trade clause, right? Correct. Yeah. Like he can veto a trade. In other words, he has at least, and there's lots of off-field stuff happening with Deshaun Watson right now that he has to deal with, and the Texans and whoever might acquire him would have to deal with as well. Uh, but Watson can, in theory, sort of leverage where he goes. Like if the Texans say, 
we're trading you to the Canadian Football League. He's like, no, got no trade clause. Can't do it. But he's like, he's like, you know what I do like is Miami and my pal, Will Fuller, who I'm used to throwing to, plus Devontae Parker and Mike Kosecki. I like the idea of going to, to Miami and you could see maybe that swap happening and those two front offices have made trades in, in the past, although Bill O'Brien was there for the Laramie Tunsil deal. But I just think if you're Miami, it's a no risk. You know, if you get 10 games out of Will Fuller, who's never healthy when, at least when he's not, you know, get popped for PEDs anyway, um, he is a, he's a stud when he's, when he's healthy and on the field, puts up huge numbers, a great vertical threat, compliments Devontae Parker really well. And if it does help at all to lure Deshaun Watson to Miami, however you get him there, I think that's a benefit as well. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with, with Deshaun's situation. It, you know, the whole awful stuff is getting, Murkier by the Mer- day. Murkier, yeah. So that that's going to be something that the NFL has uh, admitted publicly that they are uh, investigating the goings on there. So you know, we'll see. But like I said on on radio, this wouldn't be the first time that NFL teams don't care about what's going on off the field, true or not. But we don't know whether it's true or not. The allegations at this point. So, and, and but the interesting thing though is that now that you have the NFL investigating. Uh, you know, if they find that there's some validity to these claims, he could get suspended. And so oh, right. imagine right. trading for uh, trading three first round picks for a quarterback and then he gets suspended for eight games. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tom Brady was suspended for the cell phone. Big Ben was suspended for four games for his off the field stuff in Georgia back in 2010. I think it was. And well, he didn't, there were no legal implications to what Big Ben did. I, he was never criminally charged is what yeah. Wilson's saying. And so. And, and Watson has not been criminally charged either, but because the NFL is investigating, there's always the threat of a punishment coming from the league. And if, you know, if he's, if they find that he was, might have done any of the stuff he's accused of, that's a big suspension. Was, I, I would say, I don't want to dredge up the Big Ben stuff. Was Big Ben, there was a criminal charge. He just never got convicted, right? There may have been a, I don't know what the, or maybe the, they did, maybe the, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, there I don't, was, there was I, no, there was no, um, he never had anything. He doesn't have anything on his record from it. I know that, but yeah. like, was there, was there a trial? Was there a, no, 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 there was no, no trial. So they, never, they, they never charged him or arrested him for anything. No, he, no, he may have settled. I don't know. I don't have the details in front of me, but there was no criminality, um, in terms of the law. And the rest the other side of that is Tom Brady wasn't charged with anything. It just Roger Goodell. No, 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 no. But I'm saying that like, I, I was just trying to clarify the big Ben thing. And I think, but that's the difference is like civil versus criminal is a huge difference. And these are I, as breach noted yesterday, civil. These are three, three civil suits that have been brought. I think the closest comp is actually probably, and I, I hesitate to compare anybody to this, this person because, you know, it's just not a very friendly comparison, but Antonio Brown. You know, I mean, he had a bunch of civil charges, a bunch of people making allegations and filing civil lawsuits against him, uh, when he signed with the Patriots. That's when that all came up and the NFL did suspend him. Right? Well, and, and let me tack on one thing back on Roethlisberger real, real quick. There was two incidences. One was in Georgia. One was in Lake Tahoe. The Lake Tahoe incident was a civil lawsuit, just as this Deshaun Watson situation is. And that lawsuit eventually was settled out of court. So that doesn't mean Roethlisberger's admitting guilt. It just means he uh, settled out of oh, there's court. There's no, there's no guilt or right, right. So there's no guilt similar, or not guilt similar, in a civil case. It, it is similar to what Deshaun Watson, it, it, the situation yeah. facing him, because it's also a civil suit. And uh, uh, Deshaun Watson wrote that he was given the chance to uh, settle this out of court for like five hundred thousand, and he said no. 
Uh, and so now that is where we are. But Roethlisberger got suspended over a lawsuit also. Okay, so the police in Millage, remember Milledgeville, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, the police did investigate him. Um, I'm trying to see. Okay, yep. On April 12, 2010, District Attorney Fred Bright held a press conference to announce that Roethlisberger would not be charged. So there you go. There you go. There we Looking go. at all the evidence here, I cannot prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's the other thing too. That's the, like, that's the difference in a civil versus criminal case. There's a criminal case you need to prove somebody's guilty beyond a reasonable shadow of doubt. In the civil case, it's simply the preponderance of evidence. You got it. That's where they got OJ to bring that back full circle. <laughs> that's, that's how they got OJ Howard. That's right. <laughs> Curtis Samuel signed with the Washington football team, uh, another wide receiver off the board. And I can be honest, I love it. Perfect fit. Knows the system. You know, played, uh, people, some, uh, Panthers fans wanted him back. I can tell you that. Uh, I think the Panthers probably wanted him back too. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're Curtis Samuel, you probably have a better opportunity for targets and whatnot in, in Washington, where the only other top guy is Terry McLaurin. Uh, and Ryan be, Fitzpatrick's throwing it 60 times a game. Oh, uh, I love, I'm loving the Washington offense to be, to be honest. I, again, I we, love their defense. This team, I mean, is, is they this, shouldn't, they should not be three and a half to one to win the division. They just shouldn't be. They're my favorites to win the division right now. It, Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin, is that one of the top five one, two punches in the NFL? Uh, they're, they're below Kyle Rudolph and Evan Ingram for me. <laughs> Um, I mean, they're behind the Bucks and the, um, the Bucks, the Bucks, an obvious one, right? With Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, the Chargers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, where would you comp them against that? Yeah, Mike Williams hasn't. I think Mike Williams pretty good. He doesn't consistently. I mean, Curtis Samuel hadn't exactly been. Well, I know. That's, I mean, look, we're talking about the breach here. He was trying to prop up AJ Green yesterday. Yeah, but I don't think AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins are better than. Then Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel? I I'd probably take the Hopkins side of that. Hopkins yeah, is that know. much better. AJ Green is giving you nothing. I think I'm with Breach on this. Okay. Um, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool? Hmm? That's, that's, <laughs> I don't think that's that T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd? That's not terrible either. Stop it. Um, Devontae anyway, Adams and whoever the Packers anyway, throw out there as their number two receiver? So right now, rate, today, are you taking... Who's your division winner? Washington. I, I'm telling you, everybody listen to this podcast. This is a full-fledged two-unit hammer on Washington. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to three-unit hammer on Washington. They are plus 350 to win this division. I know it is a long way away. A ton can happen. The, uh, the Eagles could trade for Deshaun Watson, I suppose, as Jason Lockenfora wrote. Seems unlikely, but I guess it is possible. Oh, he said that. Oh, wow. Yeah, he said they're hot and hot on him. Um, yeah, fortunately, I didn't agree to the tattoo. Um, <laughs> the, but like, I think more than likely the Eagles are probably going to be a dumpster fire this year. The Dallas, fo- Dallas football team, the Cowboys are going to be, football team. they're going to be good on offense. If the offensive line is still good, I, I think that's kind of a TBD. Um, but their defense, you know, it's a stars and scrubs roster. They're vulnerable to, to injuries to big stud players and they can fall apart and their defense is going to be trash. The, the 
And, Giants. Well, and the Cowboys, real quick, let's not forget Dak Prescott is coming back from a devastating injury. His bone was sticking out of his leg. I mean, we're talking about he – was, he was saying that it was almost as bad as Alex Smith, and obviously Smith got worse because it got infected after surgery. But as far as the initial injury goes – uh, it, like it was a devastating injury and there's no guarantee that he's just going to be ready to roll perfectly come week one or week two and look like the Dak Prescott that he was, uh, in week one or week two of last season. So, you know, that's another worry for the Cowboys. For sure. And then look, the Giants, I think the Giants could actually surprise. They were right there at the end last year. Um, maybe Daniel Jones has, takes a step forward in the second year with Jason Garrett. I, Okay, it doesn't really pass the say it out loud test, but it's, it's possible. Uh, Saquon Barkley could be healthy. That defense, you know, they brought back Leonard Williams. I mean, like, I don't think it's not, it's, this is not like KC winning the AFC West easy, but at the plus 350, like that number is going to be plus, I think it'll, I think it'll be somewhere between plus 150 and two to one by the time the season kicks off. So you are getting a ton of value, uh, in, in the Washington football team. And I would absolutely, put a two to three unit wager on Washington breach. Are you all in on football team too? Or do you feel differently? Uh, no, I'm all in on, I was the one that said on the uh, podcast, we talked about Dalton Fitzpatrick that I was going to parlay the Bengals winning the division with Washington winning the division. So I don't know if Debo's available, but does he have any thoughts on how the NFC East is going to stack up? (sighs) <laughs> Not as confident as I was last year. Last year was like, oh, look at all this continuity the Eagles have. It's going to pay off so much in a weird off season, and it I remember when they pay off. But I, I don't know. I, I feel decent about Jalen Hurts. I don't think absolute dumpster fire, but I don't have like wild expectations for this year either. I think somewhere in the middle of those two. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, we we like Washington a ton, and we all three agree on it. That's the crazy thing. That's a, it's a little concerning, but I think speaking, a lot of people. Speaking of, people, of bells. Uh, Breach is now winning 75 to 25 in the poll. Unbelievable. That's not very, true. very disrespectful. It's not true. You're up by a little bit. I just want to get you fired up. Oh, oh good job. Good job. Um, the, uh, Kenyon Drake, former Cardinals, uh, former Mike Dolphins running back, turned Cardinals running back, turned Las Vegas Raiders running back. So the yeah. Raiders, the Raiders have tr- traded away all their offensive linemen and. Pay the second running back? What, what is, what are they doing? I don't, I, I don't want to bash the Raiders, but they keep doing stupid things with Mike Mayock and John Gruden. Well, remember when, I think it was a Texans fan that wrote in and asked to say nice things about their team. Was that a Texans fan? Yeah. So here, I'll say something nice about the Raiders. I like Kenyon Drake. Their defense stinks. That's not the nice part. The nice part is, well, they signed Unique Ngakwe. They signed Solomon Thomas, former top five pick for the 49ers. Um, they got John Brown. That helps offensively. I think he'll sort of do uh, some of the things that they wanted Henry Ruggs to do as Henry Ruggs continues to grow into that role. And I think you're right. I like Kenyon Drake a lot. And they ended up trading Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson instead of just cutting them out right. So those are also steps in the right direction. Um, did they bring, they did not bring back Richie Incognito though, right? They, they did. They re-signed they, him and, okay. uh, Denzel Good. There you go. Okay. So they, they brought back two of their offensive linemen. And traded away their three other starters. Uh, but you know who the big winner here is with this Kenyon Drake signing? It's Derek Carr because it doesn't matter if he has an offensive line. He's just going to check down. Oh, there's Kenyon Drake right there. Boom. Check down. Yeah. So, I mean, their offensive line still needs to have some things sorted out. They, they, as we pointed out, they're now down with three guys left, uh, one guy left incognito. I, I just, if I'm, if, if I, if I was thinking about the Raiders and like, all right. You know, here's what I like. Here's what I don't like about the Raiders coming into free agency. 
you know, it's like, you know, like you're doing a list of needs, right? And you're ranking, let's say, I mean, I don't know how many you have to do to get the full breakdown of needs, but let's say there's 10, 10 possible needs for each team. I'm pretty sure running back would have been 10th for the Raiders. Like Josh Jacobs is good. Why, why do you need Kenyon Drake? What? But I mean, you can, you need depth. He's not going to carry the ball 60 times a game. But you need a lot more than just like, they got an edge rusher. Sucks. They got. I, I do agree with Brenton on that. I, but I, like, look, I just said they got Unique Ngakwe. They got Solomon Thomas to help the defensive line. So that's a step in the right direction. Uh, Grant, look, this team to me. I, is I'm still, sorry. Could you repeat that? What do you mean? Just, just say what you did about the, how the Raiders fixed everything. I, I don't want to hear you say it out loud again. The part about Solomon Thomas and something else. Unique Ngakwe. <laughs> I didn't know if there was something that I said that. Caught your fancy. You're like, they got unique and Gakwe and Solomon Thomas. Everything well, will be fine. Point, no, I said it's a step in the right direction. I was going to say before you maybe repeat myself, I still have to finish in third in that division because again, I'm driving the Chiefs bandwagon. Who, how, what are the Broncos going to do? Wow, you're driving the Chiefs bandwagon. How original. Broncos should have signed Mitchell Trubisky, but they didn't. The Oakland yeah. Chiefs. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I like the, I like the Chargers and the Broncos a lot better than the Raiders right now. I, I, meant the, I, I meant the Chargers bandwagon, but right. I did. Oh. Yeah. At least I was in the right division. <laughs> Chance <laughs> I wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Look, if you're grading the Raiders free agency so far, both the, the guys that they lost and the guys that they, they acquired, C minus. That's where I'm at. I was going to say exactly a C minus. So yeah. I'll give it C minus is good. I, it's like Wilson's like, it's a step in the right direction. It's like, like, the, like some guys going to work on Monday. Gets one foot out the door, falls on his face. It's like, well, technically, it's a step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. <laughs> but here's the uh, thing. All the offensive guys they got rid of, I mean, all the guys they got rid of except for one were offensive guys. So, you know, at least they were on the right side of the ball. So you guys uh, banged me around a little bit for not getting the Mike Glennon scoop uh, earlier. Uh-oh. Uh, on the, on the, yeah, for not getting that scoop. <laughs> and that I understand. But that's not as bad as... Patrick Peterson not getting his own scoop. <laughs> Pat P was going to announce it on the All Things Covered podcast, and he got shaftered. Uh, Pat P signing with the Vikings on a ten-year, uh, a ten-year. I'm, I'm all over the place today. A ten million dollar one-year deal, I believe, is the the amount. Uh, I'm told that uh, as part of the negotiation process, Pat P got a new podcast called Ice Fishing with Pat P. And Debo is actually leaving CBS and going to Minnesota to live in an ice fishing hut where he will uh, produce and record Patrick Peterson's new podcast. That's funny you say that because I just watched Grumpy Old Man with my son the other night. It's a great that, movie. I think that's Wisconsin, though. But, yeah, it's still no, ice. Is it? Wabasha is the name of the town. See where Wabasha is. But it, it's ice fishing is a big part of it. So, yeah, that that could be a thing. I was actually thinking about the the you know the weather going from um, Arizona to to uh to Minnesota and Xavier Rhodes was there. Uh, well, I was Charlotte, Minnesota. Oh, good, thank you. That's perfect. It makes sense then. Um, yeah. So Xavier Rhodes sort of played this role two years ago, and he obviously didn't do well. Did much better um, last year in that one year deal with the Colts. Was feels like sort of sort of similar situation um, for Pat P. So yeah, I, I think it's a great get for um, the Vikings. I'm sure Mike Zimmer's still angry about the way that defense played last year, and, and he's sold on trying to play uh, young, which people. was his fault. Right, that's right. He well, he 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 put his faith in in the young folks, and the young folks let him down. So now he's going to get all old old timers back to uh, try to make it work. It was so, like Mike Zimmer had a car, and he let his twelve year old drive, it, and the twelve year old crashed it. Uh, and then you're mad because a twelve year old crashed right. your car. That's what happened in Minnesota. Because he just said, "All right, I'm getting rid of all these veterans. I'm going to let the young guys play. 
the defense was absolutely horrible, and uh, Patrick Peterson's a huge step up, and so you got some help in the secondary. But you know, they also they're also dealing with the you know Hunter kind of wanting a new deal, even though he just got one two years ago. So that'll be interesting to watch. But as far as Patrick Peterson goes, that is a good pickup for the Vikings. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good pickup. They um they need you know. They need some veteran help. So like somebody can play 16 games and be a veteran and be a leader in that. I mean, that, that, you know, secondary was a problem for them last year. They don't, I don't think they're going to magically fix it overnight, but Patrick Peterson is exactly like Mike Zimmer's a, a corner coach. I mean, like he's a quarterback's dream coach. And there's a reason why the Bengals sucks since Zimmer left. Uh, and you know, you can, um, the one of them will drive by and. You know, you can, uh, you know, I think with Pat P, you can at least fashion, you know, you can, if he gets back to anything close to what he was playing like in Arizona at his peak, if you get 75% of Pat P, that's a huge upgrade for their, for their, uh, cornerback room. But I'm still not entirely sold on the, uh, the Vikings. Well, they got, they got Dalvin Tomlinson after the, the uh, Giants refused to trade him and get something in compensation back during the season. They got Nick Vigil. One of Breach's favorite players to help that defense. And they, the young guys in defense, you would presumably get, presume would get better. Uh, Jeff Gladney was a first round pick and he was actually outplayed by Cam Dantzler. So those guys will be back. Michael Pierce will be back who opted out. So that's a huge return. And I know Daniel Hunter's angry about his contract, but, um, as our guy Joel Corey pointed out, that's on Daniel Hunter for signing the contract that he signed at that age. But, um, I know that doesn't make Hunter feel any better, but I think that's the reality of it. <laughs> I mean, he signed it like a year and a half ago or like two years ago, right? Like he, Everybody knew at the time that it was a bad contract. I don't, what, I don't know, what are you thinking? Well, he just found out. Yeah, well, he should have found, he should, he should have told him when he signed it. Uh, AFC West news. We mentioned that the Chargers got Jared Cook. Hey, before you, before you do that, yeah. I think Debo wants you to take a break. Oh, we have some more interesting AFC West news and we'll tell you about it <laughs> after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I would have probably gone to like an hour five before I took a break. That's so good call, Brian. Thanks for, I'm like, I'm only checking the top shot slack, not the Debo. (laughs) Again, on on the company dime, the top shot slack. Well, what are you going to do? So AFC West news that we teased. We mentioned Jared Cook signed with the Chargers. We like that deal. The Broncos and Phillip Lindsay. Parted ways, mutually parted ways. I'm so tired of mutually parted ways and decided to go. Like, you cut somebody, okay? You fired somebody. You cut somebody. It's the NFL. We can just be adults about it. We his don't. Contract, I don't. His contract was up, though. What do you call okay, that? Okay, well, but, they, but they, they, he's just a free agent. Like, what, what are we doing? Well, no, because they tendered him. So they rescinded the tender. 
Well, that's not yeah. mutually parting ways. They rescinded the tip. Well, it is because they both kind of talked about it and said, we're not going to come to a contract negotiation. I mean, this is, I feel like it's closer than most. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I, I just, this is a bugaboo for me. I, I'm just tired of it. Like, I, look, I get like Ron Rivera leaves Carolina and he's fired in the middle of the season, by the way. That's and the pan, and the Panthers, but it's like, we've decided to part ways with Ron. It's like, no, you just fired him after week 15. Like, this is not an off-season thing where you sat down and it's not working out. This is a firing mid-season. And, I, and the other thing, too. But uh, like, we... if they're in the – like, it, literally, that's what happened. They're in the office. He gets fired. And, and the I don't even know who fired him. Dan Snyder, I guess. And Dan's like, Ron, are you going to leave? He goes, yeah, I, I'm going to part part now. And then you go. Okay. He's relieved of his duties. Come on. You want to phrase it like that? Fine. M- mutually parting ways. What, I'm, I'm what over about... – what about just the, the he gone thing that you'd like to say? How about that? He gone! Yeah, exactly. Is that the like, White Sox guy? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Hawk, Hawk Harrelson. The guy that like, hey, he used to get in scraps with Mariotti. They had a, they had a beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawk is, Hawk's a wild man. Ken Harrelson, that's right. Hawk, yeah, Ken Hawk Harrelson. The, um, but hey. like, the other thing I, I don't need is like a sentimental, you know, thanks for everything 2-7 when, when they're cutting. Why does this bother you so much? Cause it's like, just stop it. Like, stop. they're trying to cuddle up, make the NFL seem all sweet and cuddly. It's, this is the NFL offseason. These people, they're slicing and dicing with little to no regard for the, like, welfare of these players. Like, stop with the social media. Oh, God, thanks for everything, bro. Like, come on, just, just, you cut it. Let's just move on. All right. Well, as I, I said all this week, we know how your departure from CBS is going to go. And yeah, it's going to, yes, yes. When you hire me, Gonna burn the house. Down. At some point, <laughs> we're gonna part ways. And yeah, it's you gonna, said it. You said it. Part ways. Yeah, well, that, that is actually parting ways because we don't. I don't know whether I'm gonna quit. I don't know where I'll get fired. I don't know. If, like, who's gonna fire me? I don't know you what know. I'm gonna get fired for. But it, I promise you, it won't be something that's like low key. Will it be mutual? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Very unlikely. It will be mutual. All right. There you go. Um, look, I mean, it's, I'm just telling you. That's like, I don't. I don't really. I mean. Like Wilson, you, I can see you going quietly. Yeah. Going quietly like, well, tonight. Fair enough. I understand why you got to let me go. Have a great day. Yeah. Um, would you like this jacket back? Like I'm like, go. I'm like, like if, if, if we're parting ways, I'm like, like, we will need you to send back your company laptop. Perhaps. Uh, speak to my lawyers. Yeah. yeah you come and get it. Oh, no, wait, you're actually coming? No, no, don't, um, the, uh, so anyway, uh, Philip Lindsay gone, Melvin Gordon, I would assume, uh, sees a nice little boost from a fantasy perspective because he's now the only guy there. I think Philip Lindsay could be a really nice value add for somebody in the second wave of free agency to, to scoop up as a running back that, you know, he's not gonna, I would assume he's not gonna try and be like the feature back anywhere. Right. He, Brenton, he you would go full half baked. My God. Sorry guys. I just spent five minutes trying to think of that movie. F you, F you, F you. You're cool. I'm out. <laughs> That's Brenton. <laughs> I was like, what is that movie called? That's why I didn't talk for five minutes. I was trying to think of that. I've actually gone ahead and made the gif. Like, but I, but I, but I'm like working on it. So I'm like, I'm like photoshopping like Wilson's head onto one of the customers and like, well, it's like Wilson F you breach F you, um, Prisco, D- D- Prisco F you Debo. You're cool. I'm out or something like that. I'm just going to go with the Prisco. See ya gif. See ya. Hey y'all. Uh, the chiefs speaking of people who are no longer employed by CBS, the chiefs snatched up our old colleague, Kyle long. 
former Bears offensive lineman. He retired from the NFL. He joined CBS for a season. He was on Tops with uh, our buddy JJ. Uh, how long? Friend of the podcast. Awesome dude. And uh, smells great. I have to say that every time I talk about him. No, that's Chris Long. Oh, Chris. Yeah, I don't know. How you think talks. Chris Long smells great? He does smell great. They probably both smell great. I mean, they're brothers. Thing. Right, exactly. They're kind of different, though. It's, it's funny. Like, Kyle Long is like, Kyle's like a big gamer. Here's my, um, the funny thing is, like, uh, this is what I noticed as a bald person. Like, Kyle's younger and balder, or bald, but Kyle, Chris has all his hair. That annoys me. Like, I would hate to be the, well, I am the bald one. I don't have a brother. But if I did and he had all his hair. Breach, do all your brothers have all their hair? Uh, they do. Okay, so you guys are set. My brother has lots of hair and a beard. So you guys are twins? <laughs> except except my my brother's uh six three. Yeah, I remember seeing Char- Charlie in pictures. He looked a lot taller than you. A lot taller. Like a uh, taller. Anyway, uh yeah, so C- C- Kyle Long signed by the Chiefs, who now presumably Kyle will play right guard in that offense and Joe Tooney will play left guard mm. and they need to work on finding the tackles. But man, best team in football for the last two years. Loses a bunch of offensive linemen, gets you know, blistered in the Super Bowl, sure, but you know, have offensive line issues, and now it's like, man, if they can find some tackle help or get a you know a good tackle in the draft, one who's ready to play, you kind of have to be impressed with what Brett Feach and Andy Reid are doing. They can get a tackle at the bottom of the first round, but again, how we talked about this the other day, how often do you want to throw a tackle out there to protect? A, a I mean, build? Tristan Tristan Worfs is the that's the example. Also, the, something else I was thinking about: no one signed in Eric Fisher because he tore his Achilles. The Chiefs can circle back in August, see how he is. And, and pull the trigger on that if they want to. So he, perhaps, and I've heard anyone talk about this, but he, I'm assuming, is not out of the picture. Yeah. And if they do go the free agency route, it's not like there's a ton of guys out there right now. I mean, Wilson, your boy, Alejandro Villanueva is out there. Russell yeah. Okung, I think, is still out there. Uh, maybe if you want to take a flyer, Jason Peters, is he a free agent? I think he's a free agent. Uh, but there's not a ton of guys out there right now. So if you're the Chiefs uh, and you want to do something in free agency, because you can't just go into the offseason or you can't go into the season without your tackle situation figured out or every team is going to do to you what the Buccaneers did to you in the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, Peters is a free agent. So there's a few tackles to choose from after they missed out on Trent Williams. And apparently they went pretty hard at Trent. So that tells you how seriously. I mean, Trent Williams re- got $23 million a year. <laughs> like, it's like he's – right? I mean, yeah, didn't? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like he – Cause we thought, and I think, I think, I think here's what happened with Trent Williams is he was planning on signing back with the Niners for like 18 or $19 million, you know, thinking like, okay, you know, I love the spot. I'm going to, you know, just take a good market value deal. And then the Chiefs and the Colts got in on Trent Williams and he's like, listen, uh, John, Kyle, uh, it, <laughs> They're offering me $22 million. So you're going to need to beat that. I, it's nothing personal. I'm just, you know, that's four more million dollars a year plus a massive signing bonus. And the 49ers know that they need him. And so they went out and paid him. And, um, yeah, it's an L for the Chiefs, but yeah, you're right. You're getting Tooney. If they got, if they had Tooney, Kyle Long and Trent Williams, you're thinking they're cooking with gas. The madness is upon us in the Ion College Basketball Podcast is your audio guide for the entire NCAA tournament. Over the next few weeks, Gary Parrish and Matt Deadleg Norlander will take you from Selection Sunday to the net cutting in Indianapolis. This week, they'll help you fill out your bracket and then provide recaps after each day of action as the tournament tips off. If you want the best March Madness analysis, subscribe to the Ion College Basketball Podcast anywhere you find this show. I was listening to the uh, Ion CBB the other day. They do a great job. 
Gary and I don't know why he calls him Deadleg. Yeah, I was going to say, where did that come from? I don't know. That's what uh, uh, Debo, I don't know if you can talk, but do you know why Parrish calls Northerner Deadleg? Guess not. No. So we got uh, some big unsigned guys. Let's just t- touch on the top ones. We'll um, give me a landing spot. Pick one if you want, Wilson, of any of these guys. A good landing spot. Kenny Galladay, Melvin Ingram, mm. Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, I guess Juju's been in, in talks with the Jets, who have Corey Davis. And they can actually cut Jameson Crowder and save some money if they wanted to do that. <sighs> I don't know. I don't. My, here's my thing with Juju. He has to go to a place where he's not the number one. So, um, wherever that ends up being, and that very well could be Pittsburgh. There were reports. I think Rap Sheet tweeted it out on um, Thursday that the Steelers are still sort of sniffing around. They obviously don't have a lot of money, but I mean that would make the best sense in my opinion. I mean, you have Deontay Johnson, you have Chase Claypool. Let Juju be the number two, number three guy with Ben there. The Jets probably pay him more money. But then, you know, he's – there's Corey Davis. There's the um, – what's his name? I was just talking about the James Crowder. And then you have Sam Darnold, which you don't know about, assuming he's going to be the quarterback. So I'll say the Jets, but I would have loved to see him somewhere like football team opposite like Scary Terry. That would have been a good fit for him. So that's um, – you know, that's out the window now. So that's where I'm at. How about you, Breach? Give me one for those guys. For which guys? Kenny Galladay? Melvin Ingram or Juju Smith-Schuster? Uh, Kenny Galladay, I'm going with the Bengals. We saw that he has an mm. offer from Cincinnati. That was one of the first teams to... Oh, he does? He has an offer but is from... It like, is it like seven years, $14 or something like that? It is one year, $3, but I don't care. <laughs> because apparently, uh, I don't remember where I read this, but Galladay wants to play with Joe Burrow. So that is the Bengals' argument. That's how they would win him over, saying, hey, look, you have a good year, big year with Joe Burrow, and uh, you hit free agency again next year, and you make a ton of money. And all of a sudden, if you had Kenny Galladay, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, that's a pretty strong uh, top three receiving core right there. Uh, Melvin Ingram, I like the Raiders. Um, they could use some pass rush help, and I think they hired Gus Bradley as their defensive coordinator. Ingram is familiar with Gus Bradley, a system he already knows. Um, so I think he could work out there. And for Juju, I'm gonna throw out the Colts. By the way, uh, so as we are doing this at 5:30 on Thursday, Adam Schefter just tweets out that the Jaguars, Keenan Cole, Keelan Cole, Keelan Cole, sorry, yeah, Keelan Cole, to the Jets. So sorry, Juju, one less team for you to potentially go to. Poor Juju. Uh, he, I, he's yeah, going to end up on the Bengals. I don't think that necessarily uh, precludes him from going to the Jets, but I, I think the problem is, and, you, and you, this is just what you hear, right now the these wide receivers, and we, t- we talk about this every day. I mean, I hate to beat a dead horse, but like Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster want big-time wide receiver money, and they are not accepting the fact that it's not out there this offseason. So, well, it's not they're not accepting it. That's just, you know. Got to find there because everything doesn't have to happen the first 48 hours. But I mean, it, the two sides it, are far apart. They are mutually it, agreeing not to have the, <laughs> they're mutually agreeing not to spend money. So I would, I mean, I would just say that like the, the, the they're not going to, people are not going to start cranking up their spending in the second wave of free agency. You know, yeah. they, like teams have spent their money. The cap space is limited. It is not, you know, you got, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, so I, I, I think. 
what needs to happen for those guys is, you know, if you're Juju, you like the idea of going to New York, and I think the Jets could work. Are you confident that the Jets quarterback situation no. will be right? Like, I mean, if you're, if you're Galladay or Juju, you need to go somewhere where you can, um, where you can guarantee yourself you're going to get good, get, get high, high caliber targets, like good volume, but also high quality targets. You know, like you don't want to go, um, you know, like you wouldn't want to be on Cincinnati last year with, you know, uh, Brandon Allen or whoever they had chunking you the ball, right? You know, like, you know, but if you went to Cincinnati now, you know, and, and you're the, you're the, you're the two and you're playing outside and you're, you know. Wait, you, you mentioned Brandon Allen, but you didn't mention Ryan Finley? Oh yeah, Ryan Finley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, disrespect Ryan Finley. But <laughs> you're the one who brought up Ryan Finley. Get the tat, Bruddy. Oh! <laughs> he called me Bruddy. Bruddy? Bruddy? So yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough catch 22 because you really need to pick your spot and be smart about where you go. But you also want to try and maximize your money. And like, if I, I mean, you know, if I was Kenny Galladay, I'd at least like think about calling the Pat. I mean, would you call the Pats or are they just not going to throw it enough? You know what I mean? Like you, like you would have to imagine they did call the Pats, right? The agent was probably. I think so. I think the takeaway is you need, I don't know, maybe Rosenhaus is his agent, but if Rosenhaus is your agent, you get, you get a direct line to, um, the front of the, the front of the line. Yeah, call Rosenhaus. Tell him to get you in on the, to get you on the hookup. Um, I think, uh, I think both guys would fit well in New York though. Galladay to the Giants and Juju to the Jets. I think those could work out nicely. So let's get to winners and losers. Wilson. Unless Breach, you're ready. Breach, you're listed first. Do you want to go first? You want to, do you want to defer to Wilson? Uh, my winner is the National Football League because they just signed the ultimate free agent contract. Uh, 11 years, 113 billion dollars. That is what the new TV contracts are worth. So now CBS, Fox, NBC are all locked in and ABC ESPN and ABC ESPN are all locked in through the 2033 season. Uh, so that means you get to listen to this pick six podcast for at least 12 more years. Cause we are not going anywhere. Uh, a couple interesting nuggets from the deal. Uh, Monday night football can now be flexed, but that won't start until the new deal starts in 2023. So that, Oh, not- is that right? I can't, our, our, the Monday night deal ends after this season. So that could start in 2022, but it will not be this season. Um, are you, are you a hundred percent sure about that? Unless there's some like quid pro quo in the contract that we don't know about or has not been announced. Uh, I wouldn't imagine it would start until the new contracts kick in. Um, that, that, that seems right. But I would, I would not be surprised. Just because the schedule's not out yet, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they started flexing Monday night games in 2021. I mean, they had some stinker Monday night games, and that's. But you're right. I mean, like they. It is what I haven't seen for. anything otherwise that says that that part of the contract would kick in early. Yeah, um, and and it's like you know, then you have to you're taking a game from somebody else, like a good game from somebody else, putting it on Monday night, and ESPN has it paid for. You know, like you're right. That's probably, that probably that is probably how it'll work. And then two other, three other quick. No nuggets. Uh, Thursday night football going to Amazon. So it's, if you want to watch Thursday night, that again is starting in 2023 because Fox has it until, uh, through the 2022 season. So after that, you got to subscribe to Amazon Prime if you want to watch Thursday night football. Uh, 
Peacock Network is getting six games that will exclusively air what? on Peacock. I don't think we're doing anything exclusive, but we have we, we have the rights to show any game that is airing on CBS. Is, is that true? Any game that is airing on CBS. So any game that's on CBS will be on Paramount Plus. We need to see the the fine print on the contract. I don't want to say anything that's out of my ballpark. Yeah, yeah uh, I don't. Well, so the way we've done it on CBS All Access in years past is that you could watch your local game. Um, it's, it's possible that that, that that might change, but I think it's probably more, more like it. Um, the, I, I think it's probably more likely it's the local games, but it's possible that's all the games if they're allowed. I mean, that's crazy that they're allowing NBC to put six games total, but those are also, wait, NBC, did NBC, what did NBC add? Did they, did they not just have, um, they have Sunday Night Football. Hmm. Okay, so here's how it reads. In addition to simulcasting all Sunday Night Football games, Peacock, NBC Universal Streaming Service, will deliver an exclusive feed of a select number of NFL games over the course of the agreement. And I think that I believe that. No, oh, it's over. It's not per year. It's over the agreement. That okay, is a but, huge difference. Yeah, that's a huge difference. Also, I don't think that that says that. It's going to be the game will be exclusive on Peacock. I don't think the NFL would let them do that. What it's saying is that there's going to be a special feed on Peacock. Like I, I don't think the NFL is going to let. Like I don't think the NFL would let us or NBC or you know anybody any of these because all of these companies, um, you know, Fox has a. Uh, Fox this service? is why we're not lawyers, Brinson. This is no, why. No, I'm, no, sorry, no, I'm, I'm glad you're reading this because that that is it does say exclusive feed, which does not necessarily mean right. the game's exclusively on that. They're not uh, gonna. They're not gonna let what what. I mean, look, this is the bottom line. ESPN is, Plus is getting one exclusive game, though. They'll get one of the London games that will air exclusively on ESPN Plus. That is a fact. Hmm. Along with exclusive regular season games. Interesting. So yeah, I mean. That's so. I mean, basically, but the end of, I, I, here, here's the logic behind that too: is that ESPN is not a over the airway. It's not a free network. You know, like if you if you have an AC antenna, you can pick up CBS or NBC or Fox for free. Um, ESPN, you have to have some sort of cable package built in, which is probably why they're letting them do that with a London game. I, I just have to think that. The NFL is not inherently interested in putting football games that are, in theory, supposed to be free to everybody behind a paywall. And again, Thursday night football different because that's, you know, it's 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 a it's a package. Some, some, of, Peacock's, some of Peacock's programming is free, and so and it's also po- it's possible that game is free on Peacock. Sure, Monday night flexing not happening this season. Uh, here's what they did: so that their contract went through 2021. They have a bridge agreement for 2022. And then ESPN, ABC's new contract will start in 2023 with the other networks. And so for the upcoming 2021 season, ESPN gets two Saturday games with playoff implications in the final week of the season. So apparently there will be Saturday games in week 17, which there has never been. Uh, and then for 2022, those Saturday games will continue. And there will also be a Sunday morning international game on ESPN+. Plus. By the way, I would like to give a shout-out to the folks at, uh, to our, our Viacom CBS colleagues who managed to handle the rebranding and the launch of Paramount Plus in a pretty effortless fashion in the middle of Champions League. Lead, and they, the timing was perfect and they pulled it off really well. 
you know, because we went from CBS All Access to Paramount Plus. Like, you can't have this press release from the NBC say CBS All Access. You know what I mean? And then it like then it becomes Paramount Plus. So they got it done before the, the distribution deals got done. They got it done before March Madness. Uh, very. This is a perfect time when you want to have eyeballs on advertisements and sports services, and they can promote it during March Madness. So uh, kudos to whoever did that. The members of our team that were able to pull that off uh, in such a timely and efficient fashion. And CBS is getting three Super Bowls, Super Bowl 58, 62, and 66. Uh, and in one year of the contract, we get two wild card games. 2024, 2029, 2033. Two wild card games instead of one. Mm, that's good. That is good. That was a fun winner. Sorry that we went off course with it. No, 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 no. I, 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 you know, uh, Debo didn't want to put it in the, um, in the rundown. So I forgot that, uh, I forgot that we needed to talk about it. And that was a great job. Hey, uh, why don't we, why don't we rank who has the best deal real quick of all the media partners? Let's like, like, let's oh rank it. Let's rank them one to four. All right. My winner is Mr. Trubisky. <laughs> all right. Do your winner and let's go. I got to go eat. Wait, what, eat. What are you going to have for dinner? Uh, my wife's making tacos. Ooh, what kind of tacos? I don't know. I have to go look. Uh, she, we have fresh avocados. So we've got to use them before they go bad. So that's that's going to be. Are uh, are the avocados from Mexico? One of the, I think that's where all avocados are, aren't they? Where yeah, are California. Oh, okay, I don't know. Where the avocado, but you you're, you're conditioned to think Mexico because of the commercials. Avocados from Mexico. Yeah, that's... so I'm looking forward to that as soon as I get get done with you, numbskulls. Um, I will say that the big. I'll, I'll say Ryan Fitzpatrick is a winner. All right. He landed in Washington. We're all aboard the hype train for the Washington football team. Yeah, how about that? Um, I think, I think Scott Turner's a really good underrated offensive coordinator. I think getting Curtis Samuel on today is a big get for, for Fitzpatrick because it gives him another weapon opposite Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas there. Um, I mean, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm just missing something, but I'm starting to love the Washington football team. And again, I can't stress it enough. The value at three and a half to one is just silly. So go bet that. How about a loser breach? Uh, my loser sticking with my theme is every NFL player that was a free agent this year, because, Hey, look, the salary cap went way down. You had to sign your contract during the down year. And then, Oh, look, after the first wave of free agency, the NFL comes out and announces, Hey, we just got $113 billion. Uh, so you are not getting paid the money this year that you probably wanted to. And that cap is eventually going to shoot up probably in two or three years. I don't think it's going to shoot up like $30 million, $40 million next year or gradually. So, uh, you know, the players that are signing contracts in three or four years will get the big money this year. You're stuck with the little money. Uh, I'm going with, I just talked about it earlier, Juju Smith-Schuster. You can also add Kenny Galladay, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster, Smith-Schuster probably more so because I think, even though NFL teams clearly don't view either of these guys as number ones, I think Galladay probably gets signed first or is at least the most attractive option in terms of productivity next year. And Juju may end up coming back to Pittsburgh because uh, we just mentioned Keelan Cole signed with the Jets. Maybe that doesn't preclude Juju from going there, but it certainly doesn't help. Uh, they got Corey Davis, and they already have the other wide receivers on the roster. I don't know if Juju's going to be their plans. If he's not, I don't know where else he, he lands. We haven't heard a lot of places about it. So I would imagine he thought he was getting 15, 16, 17 a year, it's going to be a lot less than that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to, I can't beat the, beat the dead horse that is the wide receiver, uh, free agents, but I'll say that I'll, oh uh, boy, should I do this? 
Should I do it? Loser. Derek Carr. Oh, boy. They added, I mean, they, I don't know what to tell you. They added, uh, they added Kenyon Drake and they've traded all their offensive linemen away. Now, maybe they have a plan to fix it that involves, um, a group of offensive linemen that are magically, no one else is, you know, magically aware of. I don't know. But, uh, you know, if you ask me, I would be concerned about the Raiders offense. The Chiefs appear to be getting better. The Chargers appear to be getting better. The Broncos are still in that Sean Watson mix and I think are not as bad as people think. And I just don't feel like the Raiders roster is dramatically improving. So I will say that, uh, Derek Carr, and again, I'm not, we're not calling him a loser, but I think he's probably loses in this free agent market, especially because, you know, this is a pretty critical year for him from his contract perspective. So Derek Carr, loser. All right. Bring it on, Oakland fans. <laughs> Fan, fans. Uh, anything else that we need to get to? I was bunny earing the Oakland part, not the fans part. Yeah. If you're not, yeah, but if people weren't watching this and they're just listening, they wouldn't have known that. So I'm glad you pointed that out, Ryan. Are we going to have to see a social media post where I call Derek Carr a loser? Hope so. You're the one that's going to be tweeting it. You, you know the answer to that question better than we do. I'm going to uh, cut it and tweet it out myself. I don't um, think Derek Carr's a loser. I'm fine with the season he had last year and the expectations. But I think if we do cut it, it's not a big deal because everybody who likes Derek Carr already knows that you hate him. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know what? We're about to get nasty weather here. Got to go hunker down. There's a, my tornado was just spotted in my pants house. Okay. And you need well. to go to your shelter. Yeah. Yes. So be safe. Ryan, go shovel some snow. Breach, right. go sh- shovel some bodies or something. Baby uh, poo. <laughs> baby poo? You shovel baby poo? That's a, you never had a baby? That's how you get rid of it. Not with a shovel. Oh, you've... Oh, God. It's the longest podcast in history. <laughs> so, Ru- Breach, what, if you had to rank, you know, uh, tacos, quesadillas... You need burritos, to go to tennis practice. That's what you need to do. You need to worry about that. <laughs>